0: Well, once again, hi and welcome to this series that I'm doing on end time issues, which I believe are very, very necessary for everybody to understand at such a time as this, we need to be those who discern the signs of the times. And I want to start with a short teaching today on one of the main signs which reveal the times in which we're living, and that is the flourishing of the state of Israel, Israel as a nation. And it's really important that as believers that we do our utmost to understand the times in which we live, because we are called to be a prophetic voice. We're called to give direction. We're called to bring wisdom and revelation, because there are so many people questioning things. There's so many people without answers. uh, And there's so many people trying to understand what's going on. And we thank God that the Bible Gives direction, gives wisdom, gives comfort. It's a joy to know that everything that we're going through at the moment here on the on planet Earth, uh, the Lord knows about. He's gone before us. He is our shepherd. He makes a way for us. He's written the, the end of the book from the beginning. And we have terrific promises that no matter what goes on, we are hidden under the shadow of his wings. Hallelujah. And we've got great things to look forward to um as the scripture says the path of the righteous is like the shining sun that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day amen so but there are daily challenges happening around the world and even this morning when i was reading the scripture about the lord's prayer i remember uh, or I, I felt the lord really speak to me how he promises to give us daily bread give us this day our daily bread and the daily bread obviously talks about needing to have sustenance, uh, physical food, uh, money, and so forth to, to get by. But it also talks about heavenly food, heavenly manner, spiritual bread. So God is going to guide us day by day. He's going to give us revelation for today. He's going to help us to see what's going on. And remember, to be a prophet doesn't necessarily mean that you predict the future. It means that you understand the times That you're living in you have prophetic eyes you can see things that others can't see and therefore when you speak it clarifies and it confirms uh, the things that god is speaking to the church okay Um, now some of these some of these issues we're going to be dealing with i know that uh, uh people tend to think that we're talking of conspiracy theories and they think what do we want to enter into those subjects for Uh, But they often use this issue of conspiracy theories to kind of negate any other type of news or any other type of information uh, that they don't necessarily believe in. So anything that's out of the ordinary, they say that that's fake news because it doesn't line up with their ideology. But I want you to be more mature. I want you to be more objective. I want you to be more spiritual. As we're going to see that uh, there are deeper issues at hand here. We're not necessarily dealing with conspiracy theories. We're looking beyond the surface to see what really is going on in these times. Amen. Also, others may criticize us and say, look, you're being opportunistic. You're trying to put uh, fear into the hearts of people because of what's going on. But let me say this, in all these teachings about end times... the book of revelation that we're looking at in the other series of teachings please understand that when is the best time to speak about those things listen to me please you can't talk about those things after they've happened because they're too late you can't even talk about them when some of those things happen because it's too late you have to talk about them before they happen in order to prepare people in order so that they're alerted to some of the dangers some of the challenges that are out there so if there was ever a time to talk about end time things it's now before the fullness of the end times comes upon people so Please understand that I I reject that kind of criticism. We're not here to put fear into the hearts of people. We're actually here to put faith into the hearts of the people as they trust in God. Amen. But then, if you look at the world and all its terrors and trials and tests and sicknesses and tribulations okay then that should produce fear in a natural sense which is why we're pointing people towards god who is greater than all these things and of course his solution came through jesus christ amen so um please tune in okay can all you get and get all you can as i like to say if you like these videos Uh, Please press the like button, also subscribe to the channel and you'll be informed every time I put up a new posting and obviously there's a whole lot of issues we're going to be going through. I'm talking about the signs of the times today. Uh, There's at least a couple more sections in this particular topic, but today I'm going to be talking about the state of Israel. Okay. And the main thing I want to say just before we dig into that particular issue is that the current pandemic or pestilence is not the most important thing that's going on right now okay it's not even the most important sign there are much deeper issues at stake and so we must be careful not to overly focus on coronavirus or whatever else and whatever other uh, pestilences that may come because we may by focusing on that miss the main issue and let me just give you an example of that, even with your eyes, if you focus on some particular thing, you'll notice that everything else in your peripheral view becomes out of focus. And so often what the enemy will do is get us to focus on one issue because actually he's working in all these other areas, but we can't see it going on. He, he's working in a way, an occult way, literally a hidden way. So don't get overly obsessed with viruses and pestilences. There's deeper things that we're going to look at going on behind the scenes. Okay. Now, the two main things that I want to deal with in this session and the next is um, both of them show that uh, the return of Christ is imminent, coming very, very soon. There are certain uh, things that need to be fulfilled for the return of Christ. But, listen carefully, please, nothing else needs to be fulfilled for the rapture to take place and I'll be showing you and I'll be reminding you that the, the return of the Lord comes in two moments there's the hidden return and then there's the open return there's when he comes as a thief in the night when nobody's expecting him and then it's when he comes in his glory in his father's glory as lightning from east to west and every eye will see him okay and so those are two moments it's all about the return of the Lord okay but the first part when he comes as a thief in the night speaks of the rapture every prophecy that needs to be fulfilled for that first one to be uh, completed has already happened okay not for the second one i'll show you that but that means please brother sister in the lord understand these teachings are for you to make yourself rapture ready ready for the rapture ready to get on the first bus out of here and i don't know how you feel but every day, more and more, I'm waking up and I'm thinking, Lord, I so want to go home. I so want to be with you. I so want to see you face to face. This world has nothing for us. We're just crying out deep in our hearts, Maranatha, Lord Jesus. There's no greater thing, no greater glory than to be with the Lord. Amen. So today we'll be dealing with the, the, the sign of Israel. And then the next session, we're going to be dealing with um, a second massive sign and that is the coming of a one-world government. And that's been something that's been developed for many, many years now, and often Christians are very naive uh, in this area. They don't want to believe, it seems, that people could be so disposed to do evil and actually decide to walk anti-Christ, against the Lord, or with Satan and with what he's doing here on earth. Okay, but... We need to wake up and grow up and really be mature about this, because there are people on earth who are hell-bent on causing uh, evil to occur, in serving and worshiping Satan, and in setting up an Antichrist system. Please understand that. It's time to really face these real issues. Amen. Okay, but let's focus on Israel, because Israel is the main sign that the Lord's return. Is very very soon now i'm going to read from matthew 24 one of the prophecies about israel and uh, theologians agree that israel is depicted in scripture by the fig tree okay all scholars agree on that and thereby by looking at the fig tree uh, you can see that Uh, Israel is the clock by which we can discern where we are at in these end times. You can look at a tree and see which stage it's in. So we look at the nation of Israel and we see what stage the whole world is in. And the scripture says this, words of Jesus, now learn this parable from the fig tree. So you've got to learn this. Think about it, he's saying to his disciples. Not just a story to listen and forget, learn something from this. When it's branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves you know that summer is near so you also when you see these things know that it is near at the door okay or at the doors so he's talking the whole of matthew chapter 24 is all about the return of the lord and he's saying look when the fig tree begun begins to blossom when the fig tree begun, begins to give fruit, then know that that's exactly like uh, just before that happens, that's exactly the moment before the fruit's produced, is exactly the moment when Christ will come, when the end comes. Okay, so the prophecy is very, very clear. When the branches become tender, or another word for tender is renewed, okay, and the leaves sprout. Uh, they they would know that summer is near that's that's the cycle of the tree so too you disciple of the lord okay need to know that when that happens in the state of israel so too the lord's return is very near now let's just think about israel then together okay because really the coming uh the reinstatement of the state of israel is the biggest miracle of our generation without a doubt. Let's just think a little bit about the history. If you remember in AD 70, uh, General Titus, the Roman general at the time, destroyed Jerusalem. You can read about that in history, how the Jews resisted him. And so he destroyed it and literally left no stone upon another. And since that moment, the Jewish people uh, entered a Uh, what's called a diaspora, for nearly 2,000 years, they were spread around the the nations of the earth. And that continued, and literally, until 1948, when Israel was reinstated on the 15th of May. And uh, again, if you remember your history, you'll remember that Israel, or what was called Palestine in those days, was under the control of the Ottoman Empire, up until the First World War, when the British took over. Again, General Allenby set the nation free. And then shortly afterwards, Lord Balfour, he made a declaration that the land of Palestine, which is originally called Israel, it was only latterly called Palestine, should return to the Jews. Now, that declaration came into being in 1948. And the United Nations, uh, put it forward voted upon it interestingly i'm based down here in brazil we're seeing a great move of god down here in brazil and scripture says that those who bless israel shall be blessed and it was interesting that the united nations general assembly at the time was led by a brazilian called osvaldo aranha okay and so he was the one who pushed through this vote that allowed than the the Jewish people to have their own land again. And if you think about it, you know, they were the only nation on earth, an ancient nation, a nation thousands of years old, much older than probably any of the nations that you and I are from. But this people group had not their own land. It was a completely unfair, unjust situation and the united nations recognized that and said no you deserve your own land and just remember as well that the piece of land that they gave to israel is about the size of the country of wales a very small piece of land okay it, at the time was completely arid and dry hadn't produced or so nobody really wanted it nobody could work it okay and so they gave this piece of land back to the jews and so that Happening in 1948 was the fulfillment of a a huge Old Testament prophecy in Isaiah 66 and 8. The scripture talks about can a nation exist again? Can a nation be born in a day? And literally, from one day to the next, a nation came into being, a complete nation. And from that moment, lots and lots of Jews, over three million Jews, Maybe more by now have returned to the nation of Israel uh, uh, and and literally from all over the world they've come. And again, that fulfills another prophecy in Isaiah 43. uh, Let me just read that to you because that's an extraordinary prophecy that's been fulfilled. Isaiah 43. And the scripture says in verse uh five fear not for i am with you i will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west i shall say to the north give them up and to the south do not keep them back bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth and that's just one of many scriptures that talks about the jews going back into their own land and i'm not talking about the jews coming back um, when they went exile out of ba- in Babylon returning to the land then that's other prophecies that happened much earlier in scripture that was already fulfilled this is a second set of prophecies okay that after this diaspora there would be a aliyah a return and ascending to Israel okay and so these prophecies i believe and me- most bible scholars believe as well these will also be fulfilled just as the first set of prophecies will be fulfilled in fact they are being fulfilled they've been fulfilled cuz millions have now returned to israel and of course that's uh, the fact that a nation can come back into being just overnight is extraordinary you know the language hebrew was literally a extinct language for For 2,000 years, and yet that too was resuscitated. So now in Israel, you will hear the local people speak Hebrew. Those who have come back from the nations often don't, I mean, they don't speak Hebrew because, like I said, it became a dead language. They would come back from Russia or Poland or many other places or states or England, France, and they would bring those nations' language with them. And now when they return to Israel, they uh, immediately uh, go into school and learn to speak the Hebrew language once again. But more than that, in fact, there's another prophecy in Isaiah 27 and 6 that says that Israel shall blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with its fruit. Really specific prophecies. About what will happen to the land, how that which was a desert will flourish again. And it's extraordinary that, as I said, that land strip, very small land strip, was really a desert. No nation who has been in control of that land since. The Jews left it in A.D. 70. No nation has ever been able to make, a, make that land work, make it profit. Under the Ottomans, it, it never created anything. Under the British mandate, it never created anything. But as soon as the Jews came back into their own land, it was like suddenly things shifted. When I was in Israel, I remember talking to some locals there, and they told me how that actually the precipitation, the rainfall of the, uh, uh, in Israel had more than doubled and then added to things like modern irrigation techniques that they have there. Now, literally, the whole land is is a bountiful land that produces much, much fruit and veg and and crops and so forth. And Israel has actually now become an exporter in cash crops, such as tomatoes and then other things such as flowers. So this prophecy, my friends, has been fulfilled. And of course, we're not just talking about arable Farming and so forth we're also talking about cutting edge technology israel is this prosperous country that's on the front end of this move this industrial this technological revolution so indeed uh, the prophecy of israel's uh, flourishing coming back being renewed is Fulfilled. Hallelujah. Now, there's a second part to this prophecy that I want to show you that has also happened because I'm talking back in 1948 when they first came in. But then in 1967, another extraordinary thing happened. Now, just remember that when Israel became a nation state, immediately the surrounding Arab nations fought against it, okay, and lost, and so Israel retained the land. But then in 1967, uh, there was another attack on israel by its three main surrounding countries okay egypt and syria and jordan they attacked simultaneously and it became known as the six-day War because it was all over so quickly but during that time israel managed to get back into jerusalem now let me just explain even though israel had been given land they hadn't been given their ancient capital david city okay that he had established as the capital and in the six day war uh, they managed to, to take uh, the whole of the western part of jerusalem up to the western wall of the temple and now that's a famous place you can know where the, the wall of lamentations uh, where they go to pray, because that is the original wall of the temple. and But the actual main area of the temple is still in the hands of foreigners. But the the, the temple side, the western part, okay, is no longer in the hands of foreigners. Now, this is what Jesus said in Luke 21 and 24. He said, And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until... The times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. So what is this showing us? Jesus is showing us, look, the nation will be born in a day. That's happened. Now, Jerusalem, it's been trampled by Gentiles for hundreds of years, nearly two thousands of years, okay? From Romans to Ottomans to the British and so forth. But when those foreigners, those Gentile non-Jew nations leave, when they're no longer trampling it underfoot, And that obviously has a sort of connotation in its own right. But when it becomes back into the hands of the Jews, then you know that the end has come. So Jerusalem returned to the hands of the Jews in 1967. Now, what's happened very recently in the news you've probably been seeing is that certain presidents around the world have agreed with the Jews that Israel is the capital of their nation. Now I know the United Nations has thrown up its arms and many people have complained about that, but just imagine, I'm a British guy, imagine if... Somebody in Brazil or somebody, I don't know, in New Zealand said, no, London can't be your capital. We've decided it should be Manchester. That doesn't make any sense. And yet the foreign nations tend want to tell Israel that Tel Aviv should be their capital and not Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was always their capital. So they have a right to choose their capital. It always was their capital. So who are we to get involved in that kind of discussion? And yet, because there's a spiritual dynamic to all this, so many other nations are wanting to oppose it but president trump of the united states of brazil and president bolsonaro of brazil have both amongst a few others okay have both sponsored and said yes we are going to take our embassies and put them in jerusalem showing you or that that we are agreeing with the fact that jerusalem is the rightful capital of israel hallelujah so these people whether they know it or not, these presidents are being used by God prophetically as a sign. Jerusalem belongs to the Jews. The time of the Gentiles has passed. And therefore, this is a sign that the end is very, very close. Okay, now, just as I was touching upon a little bit earlier, um, West Jew- Jerusalem is in the hands of the Jew. The most sacred part of the city is called the Temple Mount, where the temple was built. Okay. And that particular area is still in the hands of Muslim Gentiles. Okay. So uh, there are one or two things that have still yet to happen in Jerusalem, okay, that will which are pointers, and I'll show you this clearly, to the very time when christ will return or let me say the second moment of christ's return okay when the jews build a temple on temple mount again that will be the sign uh, that jesus is coming back in his fullness and in his glory but listen carefully the rapture happens before that okay so for those of us believers who want to be raptured Uh, into the the presence of the Lord and and escape the tribulation and so forth. That's not a sign. That's not going to happen whilst we're here in Jesus' name. We're going to be gone by then. Okay, So this will happen after the rapture. And it will most likely be uh, the, the, the fact that the Jews are able to build a temple on the Temple Mount will be part of a peace plan that the Antichrist will forge with the nations between the the Muslims and the Jews as part of the package deal. Just think with me a little bit about that temple. Now, I mentioned to you that in AD 70, the temple was destroyed. If you think about it, the temple was the most extraordinary thing because God himself came to dwell in it. Okay, his Shekinah glory was literally there. There was no other edifice like it in the world. And yet it was destroyed. No stone remained upon another. Now, that's happened. Now, now that, the, the temple has never been rebuilt since then. Now, if you go to Jerusalem today, like I have a couple of times, there's an institute, institute there called the Institute of the Temple. And they'll tell you that they already have every single part, piece, a necessary uh, 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 building block for the temple, they've already prepared them, they've already got them stored, the exact plan has been drawn up and every single component to fulfill that plan has already been built. If you can imagine, for example, having a Lego set with the plan, they've got all the Lego to build the temple. Hallelujah. And they tell you, that they could build it in 48 hours. Every single piece could be put into place in record-breaking speed. Interestingly, in February of last year, a report came out as well that a red heifer, a red bull, uh, had been found. Okay, And this may have passed you by, thinking, well, what's that got to do with anything? Well, it's really important, actually, because the Jews... Know that the scripture says that in order to make sacrifice in the temple, you must have a red heifer. Now, these red heifers hadn't been seen again for centuries. So you can see all these different things are coming into place now, aligning it so that the Jews can also build a temple and build it Uh, Very, very quickly. Now, why is that important? Well, the Bible explains the Bible and Jesus explains himself here, opens up the scripture even further for us to understand. Effectively, he said that a great tribulation will begin when the temple is desecrated by the Antichrist. Let's read it here in Matthew 24. And the scripture says... And the scripture says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the Daniel, the prophet, standing in the holy place. And then verse 21, for then there will be great tribulation such as not been seen since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. Wow. So in other words, when you see the abomination of the desolation prophesied by Daniel standing in the holy place or in the temple. So when you see literally an image of the Antichrist going into the temple, then you'll know that the tribulation has begun. Now, the tribulation is usually called the great tribulation. Um. As you'll learn in this series, it will last for three and a half years. And at the end of three and a half years, uh, as you'll see, it will last for three and a half years. There's a seven-year total period, okay? But halfway through the seven years, at three and a half years, uh... Now, as you'll see in the scripture, this tribulation is usually called the Great Tribulation. Okay? It will last for three and a half years, and at the end of it, the Lord will come back in the clouds. What happens is that the Antichrist will negotiate a seven-year alliance or, or treaty with the Jews. Okay? In the first three and a half years, he'll allow the, the Israelites, the Jews, to build their temple. Okay? But halfway through, he'll break the covenant with them and he'll put his own image inside that temple and demand that people worship it obviously the jews aren't going to agree to that it's against the law so the abomination of the desolation will come into the temple all right his image and as the jews resist that then suddenly the tribulation and the wrath of Satan will be released both upon the Jews and upon Christians and anybody else who resists the system. You see, Israel is like a prophetic clock. We always need to read the news and about Israel and its relationship with its surrounding countries and the surrounding nations in order to see where we're at in end-time events. And we need to keep in mind always, though, that the prophecy about Israel, uh, in terms of it coming into a nation state, has already been fulfilled. In terms of Jerusalem no longer being trampled by Gentiles, has already been fulfilled. And therefore, nothing more needs to be fulfilled uh, before the rapture can take place. The rapture takes place before the Great Tribulation. In a sense, once you get the praying saints out of the world, then that will allow Satan to manifest in all his terrible uh, fullness it's the saints it's the presence of the lord that uh, the praying saints the preaching of the gospel the light and the salt that we are here on earth that holds back satan's work right now but once that is removed then satan will manifest completely and that whole period of tribulation will come into being so please understand that all these prophecies have been fulfilled okay and israel therefore is a sign of Uh, for the church get yourself rapture ready get yourself rapture ready okay after the rapture when the overcomers have been raptured okay the rapture itself will then be a sign for the rest of the world okay the people that stayed what that tribulation's coming and then the the complete end all right and let me just add a little conclusion to this as well because as an evangelist i always thought well surely first of all there'll be a worldwide revival before the rapture can take place. But I've had to rethink that. We are seeing a lot of people getting saved right now. It's true. Normally, people get saved when they, uh, when they enter tough times. Few people get saved when things are going good. It's like that proverb. You only, when you hit the bottom of a, of a tunnel, of a well, that you look up, because you can't look forward, and you can't look back, and you can't look to the sides. You can't go anywhere. And so, you know, even in this time of, of pandemic you know people can't find the solution in politicians or in finances or in friends in the in the arm of flesh so now they're looking up and actually that produces a, a harvest that is riper okay it's easier for us to preach when these tough times are happening okay so there are people getting saved and i believe there will be a lot of people saved but this idea that there'll be a worldwide revival before the rapture takes place i am questioning and I'll tell you why. Because although the scripture prophesies a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, that will most likely happen after the rapture. Why? Can you imagine if millions of, of rapture-ready believers get taken away, those who are left behind, what are they going to think? They're suddenly going to think, those guys were right. What that brother was saying, what my sister was saying, what my friend was saying, what my granny was saying, uh, it's all come to pass. Wow. Wow. And so probably in the time immediately after the rapture, there'll be literally a a wave of conversions right across the world, all the world, okay, which will bring in a massive, massive harvest. What I'm telling you here is don't wait for a worldwide revival. Get yourself rapture ready now, Now was the time to be ready. It's when people don't expect the Lord to come. That's when he comes. If the whole world was in revival, it's kind of like everybody would be expecting him. No, you need to be expecting him now when other people aren't expecting him. Okay? So um, many people will come to believe after the rapture. Okay? With Jerusalem now in the hands of Israel, the one other main sign of the end of times is the establishment of a new world order or a one world government and I'll be dealing with that in the next session so I want you to stay tuned in for that but the main thing is that you see look to Israel right now and let that be a let that be the clock on your mantelpiece that says 5 minutes to 12 and the alarms about to go off so get yourself ready remember to be part of the rapture. You need to be an overcomer. And to be an overcomer is not about being perfect. It's just about somebody who wants more than anything to see the Lord. They are looking for the appearance of the Lord. Make that your passion, your priority, okay? And I know the Lord will will, will literally rapture you away. Rapture means to grab you, to grasp you, to hug you. He's gonna. Those who draw near to, near to him, he will draw near to them. God bless you. Giles TV